Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with G. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, but I'm back and ready to go. We got a big, big game coming up tomorrow. 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. Whew, let's get into it. So, 49ers are heavily favored against the Packers, as they should be. 49ers are the number one seed. The Packers are the number seven seed. All of a sudden, though, all over social media, all these pundits, people who think they know things, are saying, like, are acting like Green Bay is kind of the favorite and the 49ers are the underdog here. People are all of a sudden super scared of Jordan Love. People are really worried about the 49ers losing this game. And you know what? Some of that was in me, too. I was watching Jordan Love play, sling the rock in that first round against the frauds. But, you know, the Cowboys just suck. So the Niners threw all over them. The Packers throwing all over them. Cowboys were never going to make the NFC Championship game. The Cowboys were frauds. The Eagles were frauds. The whole NFC East frauds. Um, all of them are terrible. And Jordan Love looked great. He was making throws. He looked like Aaron Rodgers. Off his back foot, deep bombs, slinging it in there. I'm not going to lie. Some of that scared me. But then I stepped back. People were talking about this hot streak the Packers on. Look who they've been playing. Other than the, the Cowboys, who we know can be beaten in the playoffs because they have McCarthy and Dak, and they're apparently just going to run it back next year because Jerry Jones liked what he saw. I'm not sure why. And they're potentially the greatest offseason for head coaches there's been in a long time. But other than that, like the Packers struggled against the Bears. They played terrible teams down the stretch. Jordan Love looked great. The Packers won a bunch of games but that doesn't necessarily mean they're a great team. They played terrible teams and they looked a little better than them. So let's get into what are my expectations for this game and what are my major points that the 49ers need to follow in order to win and what are my main concerns. My expectation is that the 49ers come out with a heavy, heavy, heavy game running focused game plan with giving Christian McCaffrey the ball. The weather could be a little rainy, could be cold, Levi's going to be kind of dreary, perfect for a running game, perfect for McCaffrey to take the spotlight. I expect to start out the first game of the, the first play of the game for the Niners should be a run. The second play should be a run. The Packers have a notoriously bad run defense. The Niners better pound the rock. That's the key to winning the game. The second key for the Niners to winning the game, you got to stop the run. The Niners defense has struggled against the run without Eric Armstead, but the guy's back, and Eric has been a huge postseason performer. He's been awesome in the postseason games that he's played with a bunch of sacks. And every year, I feel like Armstead gets underrated by the fan base and NFL in general. But when he was out, you could really feel his absence. I've been disappointed by Hargrave a bit this year. He hasn't been as impactful as I thought he would be. He gets some pass rush stats, but his run defense hasn't been great. But Eric Armstead is, is truly the key cog for the run defense. And that's going to be key um, against the Packers who have a couple good running backs and who can, who can run the ball with some success. Um, so that's the number. My second key of the game is you got to stop the run. My third key of the game is the pass rush for the Niners has to dominate because we saw against the Cowboys, even with pressure, Jordan Love got the ball out of his hands and into the receiver's hands way down the field. So the pass rush really has to dominate. There's been this huge excuse for Bosa and the other guys that, QBs throw 
get the ball, get rid of the ball faster than uh, against the Niners than any other team. Um, and that's the reason that they get pressures, but not sacks. But in my view, pressures don't mean anything if they don't lead to some kind of negative outcome. If you pressure a quarterback and they still complete the pass, what was the point of the pressure? Right. So Bosa has to really step up. Cleland Farrell, who has been really good against the run and setting the edge, is out. He has the knee injury. I expect Chase Young to start with Randy Gregory coming in in a, in a rotation of opposite Bosa. But Chase Young has to play his best game as a 49er. And Bosa and Young have to have to smother Jordan Love. They got to get to him fast. I don't want to hear any excuses. Oh, he got rid of the ball too fast. No, they have to show up. They have to get some sacks. They got to get their hands on balls, bat some balls down. Um, and they got to change the game. Because if you give Love time, I worry that, get, that against our cornerbacks, some of these shiftier... Um, fast receivers that the Packers have are going to kind of leave the Niners cornerbacks in the dust. And our safety situation, Brown is coming back from injury, which is good, but he had been out. Logan Ryan had a little bit of an injury scare, but he seems to be playing. Gibson has, has been back there, but the Niners don't do well against speed receivers, in my opinion. Ward is awesome. He plays better against possession, um, kind of bigger receivers. Against shiftier, faster guys, we got to avoid the deep ball because that can change the game. No matter how much the Niners are controlling the clock, if Jordan Love gets enough time to throw a ball down the field and, um, and complete it to one of these receivers, uh, Watson, Rogers, et cetera, it could be a long day for the Niners defense. So number three, that's the pass rush is the key. My fourth key, Kyle Shanahan, please do not get cute. The only way the Niners are going to lose this game is if they turn the ball over a ton. And I feel that the only way they will do that if Kyle continues to see all the criticism of Brock and says, you know what, we're going to use this game to show the world that Brock is a superstar. No, that's not how you win this game. You will continue to let Brock make smart decisions to keep the pressure off of him as much as possible. Let McCaffrey, the potential MVP of the league, who is probably the offensive player of the year, but he's not going to win MVP because it's a QB award and it's going to Lamar Jackson. But you got to get McCaffrey, let McCaffrey cook. And then, Build Brock off of that. I was disappointed with the Ravens game plan because it felt like Kyle was using the Christmas Day ESPN broadcast national spotlight to show the world that Brock is a star. And Brock, unfortunately, he had, he had some bad luck, but didn't come through there. And really, Kyle should have just been running the ball because they really did play well against the against the Ravens, except for the turnovers that Brock had. And I think Brock felt pressure because they got down. Um, and Kyle was calling a game plan for him to be the dominant guy. So you got to lean on McCaffrey, Kyle. Don't get too cute. Keep running the ball. Mix in Jordan Mason. Mix in Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, you got talented backs behind McCaffrey. Just keep running it. Give him the ball. Get some easy passes for Brock to start out the day, and then let Brock cook. And then we got our final key, my final key to the game. Do not rely on Jake Moody. Do not do it. Jake Moody will not come through in the clutch. He is too shaky of a kicker. People are talking about how he's made most of his recent kicks. None of them have been under pressure. The Niners have blown out all the teams when he's making these kicks. He's made none of these kicks under pressure. None. So I'm worried about Jake Moody. I've been worried the whole year. He lost us the game against the Browns. Um, he hasn't been coming through against the Rams. He missed a couple kicks. We would have won the game um, if he made those kicks. Do not let this game go down to Jake Moody. I don't think Shanahan will. I think he's not been the most aggressive guy, but I think if it's like almost Jake Moody's range, but not quite, 
I think Shanahan's going to go for it. I think he's going to want to go for the kill here. He's not going to want to linger around and let um, a kicker, a kicker, a third round kicker decide the game. The only way, place, kind of way this is somehow an advantage for the Niners is that the Packers have an even worse kicker. He's missed a million kicks this year, um, replacing Mason Crosby. Um, so if the Packers somehow have an even worse kicking game than the Niners. So, yeah, that that's not going to happen too often in the playoffs. But, yeah. And then, of course, on the topic of special teams, do not try to return punts. Thank the Lord. Ronnie Bell is no longer returning punts. We got Ray Ray um, back there returning punts. But he's also fumbled quite a bit. Just catch the ball. Fair catch it, please. Please just fair catch the ball. Don't get too smart with it. And then I, I one more key. Sorry. Steve Wilkes is again getting interviewed for head coaching jobs, and it sounds like he's a great leader of men, but his play calling on defense has been a concern to me this year. Um, if you look at his resume, he really hasn't actually called plays that often, um, which is pretty surprising given how highly touted he is, but he's got to come through. Number one seed versus number seven seed, Wilkes has to come through with play calling here for the Niners to win. I fully expect the Niners to win. I think the Niners are going to score upwards of 30 points this game. I think they're going to blow out the Packers. The only things that can stop them are the things I outlined above. Um, and also weather. If the weather turns out to be way worse than we expect, that's always a variable that can kind of make a game sloppy, especially rain. Rain seems to really be difficult for Brock to handle. So it can make the game sloppy and closer than it than it should be. But we'll have to see. I, for one, am really excited. I think this is the best path for the 49ers to win a Super Bowl. If they win this game, they play the winner of the Lions versus the Bucks. I mean, I think the Niners will destroy either team. They've already beaten the Bucs. Um, so, and then you go to the Super Bowl in Vegas. So that's, this is like the best case scenario for the Niners, but they have to come through. And I don't think the Niners are going to take the Packers lightly. That's just not how they operate. They got a bunch of dogs in that room who are going to, who are going to eat. And Debo, Ayuk are going to cook. McCaffrey's going to cook. Kittle, everybody's going to play. Awesome, in my opinion. And I think the Niners win, scoring over 30 points. And I think they'll win by, let's say, 10 to 10 to 13 points overall. So that's my Niners take. I wanted to quickly have a, a couple other takes. So the coaching market this offseason is insane. You got some amazing candidates. We got Jim Harbaugh out there. Although I really don't think he's going to leave Michigan. They're offering him $11 million a year to stay. He just won the national championship. Unless he really, really wants to go to the NFL, I don't see why you would leave Michigan. But Michigan, Harbaugh does whatever he wants, right? Um, we have Mike Vrabel, the Tennessee Titans fired for, I'm not really sure why, because I'm not sure who you're going to hire who's better than Vrabel, but he's out there. He's going to be a highly sought-after coach. Awesome. We got Bill Belichick out there. Another awesome um, head coaching candidate. Um, you got Raheem Morris, who's underrated, I think. I think he's been doing a great job as a defensive coordinator for the Rams, and I think he'd be a great hire. I know Shanahan, McVay, um, the less need, the Rams really been trying to talk um, Raheem Morris up because he's been doing a great job. I know he was a head coach back in Tampa, but he was probably too young for that job. Um, he's another great candidate. We've already had two, two openings filled. Um, we got Gerard Mayo. The, the Patriots, um, who's the first black head coach for the Patriots, which is a big move. And then we got Antonio Pierce, um, who's had the interim title removed. He's the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, who I think did a really, really good job 
pretty pretty bad team last year. He was way better than McDaniels. McDaniels should never get another coaching shot. He's awful. Um, yeah, so I'm intrigued to see where Vrabel and Bilicek go. Um, I think I'm a little worried because we got the Red, the Commanders opening, and we got the Eagles. And if they go to both those teams, those are going to be two tough outs. Luckily, the Cowboys decided to keep McCarthy, so they'll continue to be losers, um, as they should be. Next thing, let's talk a little NBA. The Kings are, the Kings need to make a move. They've been losing a ton of games. They just don't have that spark that they had last year. Fox, Sabonis, and Murray are all good. Sabonis especially has been playing amazing, but Barnes is a nothing. Herter has been terrible. He's had a couple good games recently, but terrible. Um, and that's two of your five starters are terrible. They don't have a good wing defense. They don't have a rim protection. They seem to be lacking like that sort of energy and spark that they had last year. That that um, The Cinderella story seems to be running its course. I'm a little bit worried about the Kings. I think they really need to make a move here. Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor um, really wants them to trade for um, Boyan Bogdanovich. And uh, who is the other player? I'm forgetting who else they, he wanted him to trade for. But they need to make a move. Get a wing. Get some rim protection. Got to do something, Kings. Otherwise, it's going to be a lost season. They're going to sputter down the um, standings. Yeah, and then let's close out with some UCLA talk. Cronin finally won two games in a row. UCLA beat Washington, then they beat ASU. Washington's terrible, but ASU was a pretty good team. Um, I mean, they needed the help of four ASU technicals to win the game, but they won. I still don't understand what Cronin is doing with his lineups. It doesn't make any sense. He's not playing the Euros much at all. Um, he's continuing to trot out Dylan Andrews at point guard when he's clearly not a point guard. Dylan Andrews should be a six-man super sub off the bench to provide energy. He's not a starting point guard at a, at a high-level college program. Um, they're not really even trying to develop Burke or Adai. They keep trying to post up Adam Adem Bono. doesn't make sense. I think Will McClendon, you know, I, I was a hater, but, you know, he's – clearly worked really hard on his shot and he's he's probably their best shooter you need to give him more shots get him more touches he plays smart i would start him to be honest i can't believe i'm saying that but will should start for the bruins i think the starting lineup it's gonna sound nuts but i think i still think jan vide needs a needs a shot and cronin give him like a minute and he turns it over and pulls it pulls pulls him out but nobody's gonna succeed with that much pressure i personally think that the bruins best lineup would be a combination alternating between Mac and Vide starting a point guard, get McClendon a, a shooting guard. Just because I know he's not going to do anything different, he's going to start Lazar at small forward, no matter how bad Lazar plays. And then Burke and, and uh, Dem, and the first guys off the bench. Brandon Williams is awesome. Got to play him more. Fable continues to play great defense, and he just keeps getting benched. And Andrews um, slash Mac. You got to place, you got to change the lineups up, Nick. I'm tired of seeing these same lineups struggle to score. And then he just says some weird comments, deflecting all blame. Um, anyways, I think that's enough of me rambling today. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, sorry for the little break, but we're back. We're strong. Uh, we're going to, uh, Locksmith will be back with reactions to this week's games. And yeah, super excited for Niners Packers tomorrow. Niners going to win. Go Niners. Thanks a lot.